dairy. Grace Papaya's latest sanitary inspection result is not currently available. We apologize for the inconvenience. If you're a ghost because you ate Grace Papaya, contact us via Ouija board or something <laughs> before we go there and kill ourselves. So please. Yes, please. Welcome to the 11th episode of Hey Beautiful. Ooh-hoo! I can't believe it. I know. More than two hands, if you're going to count. Holy moly. That's crazy. Good for us. How you doing, Kate? Doing well. Doing well. This is my first full week back to work. Same. Since everything, and I am struggling. Yeah. Struggle be real, friends. How about it? It's Oh, my God. It's been a week. <laughs> yeah, for real. And actually, it's been three days, so. I know. Isn't that awful? Oof, God. Ugh. But we're here, and this is the best and brightest part of my week, so I'm excited it to is. talk about... The New Year's episode of How I Met Your Mother. Yes. The limo. Right on time. The limo. Yes. Just a friendly reminder to uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, And also you can find us on Twitter or Facebook, Hey Beautiful Pod. Um, Kate is our social media goddess. And she is amazing and so good at all of that. And very, you know, just. A chef's kids for you. Thanks, girl. <laughs> yeah, and you know, send us a legendary moment. Um, we've gotten a couple of them, which is so exciting for us. Um, the next episode that we're going to be doing is the wedding episode twelve from season one. So if you mm. have, yeah, ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you have a legendary moment from the wedding or any of the other upcoming episodes, um. Hit us up. And you know what? If you're just listening and you have a legendary moment from a previous episode, let us know. We'll still. Heck yeah. Yeah. We are loving all of the fan interaction. So Hell yeah. anything you send us, we are more than happy to read. Um, I would love for someone to send us an audio clip. Like, Ooh, yeah. like a real, like, I don't know, like a call in. I don't know why that's in my head. I just feel like that would be super cool to do. Um, but we do have one for season six. <gasps> oh, that's exciting. I think it's season six. We have one coming down the pike from from Megan, who's one of our Twitter followers. Hey, Megan. So, hey, Megan. So look forward to that. But yeah, if you want to send one sooner than that, uh, you can email heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. or you can send it to us on Twitter or Facebook. And um, we actually have a couple of fan mail pieces to read. From email and from also from Twitter. So let's let's check those out before we get into the episode. Sounds good. This bit of fan mail comes from Jeremy on Twitter. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Um, he says, I love the show. If you ladies are looking for another guest down the road, I'd love to join you on an episode as I'm a fellow himium junkie. <gasps> Yeah, and he said it's been great. Yeah, he said it's been great watching back through as I listen in to your show. He also is the host and producer of SQ Podcast and Fanfront Office. So if you guys want to check those out on Twitter at SQ Pod and at Fanfront Office, awesome to learn more about Jeremy and the stuff he's doing. And he said, keep putting out the solid work, ladies. Mm-hmm. He also uh, offered to help us with our audio problems. <gasps> Thanks, Jeremy. Oh, you're the an best. angel. We're going we're gonna to figure it out because we're stubborn, strong women mm-hmm. like that. But we appreciate and, your enthusiasm. Yeah, and to the fans who are hanging in through all those pops <laughs> and echoes and everything, we're trying really, really hard yeah. to figure yeah. it out. But. We love you guys. Yeah, thank you. Um, oh, and Jeremy also gave us a legendary moment from last episode Ooh. from the pineapple incident. He said that his legendary moment is Carl. He said uh, that he likes that he brings the regulars free drinks, puts his own number on Ted, offers to pick him up if he's arrested, even if he doesn't live that close to the bar. Summed up, Carl is the MVP. Amen. Yeah. Carl was the real deal this episode. I mean, he always is. Um, and he also asks if we ever find out Carl's last name. And I found out Carl's last name this week. Yes, you did. Gumshoe. Yeah. <laughs> on Twitter, I, I followed Joe Nieves, who plays Carl. And he has it listed in his bio that Carl's last name is McLaren. <gasps> Ooh, family business. Carl owns, yeah, Carl owns the bar. How exciting. Yeah. So there's that. I love it. 
So thanks for writing in, Jeremy. Appreciate it. And thanks for uh, continuing to listen. And we might holler at you for a, a future episode as a guest host. Yeah, that would be really cool. We also got an email from Sam. Thank you for writing, Sam. She says... Hi, Kate and Caitlin. Just wanted to say a quick thank you for the time and work you put into the podcast. How I Met Your Mother is my all-time favorite show, and I watched it weekly throughout its run and have rewatched more times than I can count since. Amen, mm-hmm. girlfriend. She knows what's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have listened to a few other Him Yum Recap podcasts, but all have since stopped making new episodes, so I was excited to find you on iTunes. I really hope that you continue over the long term as I have a as I have really enjoyed watching the first half of the season along with you and very much appreciate your thoughts and love of the show. Oh, isn't she the best? She is the best. We, our fans are great. They really are. Uh, I'm too late for the podcast as I've just listened to your episode on the pineapple incident, but wanted to share my legendary moment, which was undoubtedly Ted's vomit free since 93 line. As, <laughs> as someone with a fear verging on phobia of vomit, I am proudly vomit-free since 2003. Congrats. Uh, that's like 14, 15 years. That's incredible. That's huge. That's a freshman or sophomore in high school's life. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Right? So yeah. as someone with a fear verging on phobia of vomit, uh, she had to greatly admire Ted for that. Unlike many Himyum fans, I nearly always love Ted. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> and I'm willing to bet this line was one of the things that sealed the deal for me. We'll try to watch ahead and send in some legendary moments from upcoming episodes soon. All the best, Sam. So I can just you, I, can you believe we're getting fan mail? No, and like I really can't believe this. Unobligated <laughs> this so listeners. Awesome. I'm actually pretty sure that like the obligated listeners don't listen. Like pretty sure. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a couple people that have listened, but they're like, but I don't really get what you're talking about. It's like yeah, yeah it's a very niche. Yeah, it's a very niche podcast, but yeah, we're. We're blown away. So thank you, everybody, for writing in. This is, like, (laughs) beyond. Yeah, so we love that you guys are enjoying our conversations because um, we really enjoy this. I love this time I get to spend with Kate um, during the podcast. I know. I feel like we see each other now more than ever. Like, this is probably the most we've interacted with each other consistently since I was, like, at your mom's house being babysat. Yeah. All summer long. And I was talking with my husband yesterday because every day – we go for walks together and mm-hmm. it's hard for us sometimes to carve out that time for us to walk. Um, and sometimes it's hard for us, Kate, you and I to like find the time to sit down and do this, but totally, we, I feel like we really try to prioritize it and I really do look forward to this and I love getting to talk about our favorite show and I know it's really cool. And so I know that most of the people list pretty much everyone listening to this is probably a fan of the show from before. And so the fact that I wouldn't read that last line from Sam's email probably seems a little yeah. silly, but on the off chance we have someone watching new with us. Yeah. No we spoilers. don't want to spoil it. Yeah. This is a no spoiler zone. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to talk about the limo? I am. Yay. Let's do it. All right. All right. So this is, Episode 11 from Season 1, The Limo. It first aired on December 19th, 2005. It was directed, of course, by our girl Pamela Fryman. And the writers were Sam Johnson and Chris Marcel? 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 Maybe. I have no idea. Um, But you may recall that they were the writers from uh, Matchmaker. And they're a writing team, and they've done a lot together. And I remember last time when we talked about them on Matchmaker, you told me that they were writers for Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. But I also saw that they were writers of one of my all-time, hands-down favorite shows from when I was younger, uh, Pete and Pete. Did you ever watch <gasps> that? They wrote on Pete they and Pete? They wrote three episodes for Pete Oh, my God. How did I miss that? I, I loved that show. Me, too. I mean, My mom loved that so show. So did my dad. He, oh, my God. We used to watch it together. And then, yeah. uh, I don't remember how many years ago, but seasons one and two were released on DVD, so obviously snatched them up. And it's my son Jack's, like, one of his favorite go-to uh, like shows to watch. Oh, yeah. He watches it over oh. and over again, and he, he quotes it all the time. And That's so cool. It's, for me, it's like an idyllic childhood kind of show. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're doing yeah. weird. I always tell Jack to go, go do some weird kid shit. 
Like yeah. they're always doing weird yeah. kitchen, and I just love that show. So so good. Yeah. So they wrote so a couple good. episodes for that. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. So if we didn't think the set for an episode could get any smaller. <laughs> Because last time we were pretty much stuck in the apartment the whole time. Yep. Now the writers have us stuck in a limo for the entire episode. Yep, the entire episode. The entire episode. So we get a little voiceover and we see the kids for just a second. Uh, and future Ted is telling us how much New Year's Eve sucks. And how it's always a huge letdown no matter what you try to do. And I mean, this basically rings true for me. Oh, for sure. You just always try to make huge fancy plans and then you end up doing not a lot of anything at this point though ted is still 27 years old and he thinks that he can beat the new year's eve curse and that he can create this best new year's eve ever Mm -hmm. um and he does so by using half of his christmas bonus to rent a limo for all of his friends which seems like the perfect idea yeah Seems like such a New Year's Eve thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all going to work out. And he's really excited about it. Um, so they're all outside freezing their butts off. And he pulls up in the limo. And they all get in. And he's got all the parties they're going to on a like a little 3 by 5 note card. And he's like, okay, well, <laughs> this is the plan. We're all staying together because we went different ways last year that sucked. We have five parties Which, that I've chosen from your list. That's a lot of parties pretty popular they have three hours i know three hours for five parties on in like iowa is a lot yeah they're in manhattan manhattan on new year's eve Mm -hmm. so i mean right off the bat he's setting up this like herculean task for for this freaking limo um but everyone's amped and he's trying to like keep the keep the vibe up and you know he says you know everyone sent in your submissions and i went through them and i chose the top five and Barney's about to say something, and he says, no, Barney, we will not be going to any parties in your pants. <laughs> On Barney's block, he actually has the um, Evite for his New Year's ball drop. And the host is Barney Simpson. The location. He's so gross. I know. Location is my pants. And he writes, everyone's invited to a New Year's party, dot, dot, in my pants. Ring in 2006 with a bang in the city's hottest location, my pants. You bring the bubbly, and I'll supply the champagne flute in my pants. Oh, <laughs> Sorry if you're lame and you miss it for when it comes to my pants. The more, the merrier. Peace out, and I'll see you all in my pants. And then what I think is great, too, about this, um, the Evite is that you can see who replied and who was invited. <gasps> and everyone oh has God. kind of like a funny name. So Barney Simpson's the organizer, and he says, yes, I'll be in your pants. And then <laughs> if you say no, it's called I'm Tedding Out. So they're kind of bringing that joke yes. back. And I loved <laughs> it. And everyone has like a cute name. So Marshall is Marshall Law. And nice. he says, sorry, bro. It sounds awesome. But I really made plans with Ted. Have fun, though. And then <laughs> Lily is Lily Pad. And she writes, ugh, you're an idiot. <laughs> Metro News Robin writes, it sounds like a great venue with all the extra room down there, but I'm washing my hair that night. And I oh, laugh. sick burn. Right? It sounds like a great venue with all the extra room. Sick burn, Robin. And then we have Architad Mosby. Sounds like oh, God. fun, but I have some other plans that night. I wouldn't want to, in quote, stretch myself too thin. And I immediately took that as like a sexual joke. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> Ted. Not like a pants stretch. Right, but it was really more a stretch limo. <gasps> oh, that's right. Right. right? Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good one, Ted. Yeah, I was like, oh, all right. I took it as like a sexual kind of joke, but uh little wink wink to his future plans that no one knew about. Exactly. Yeah. Very was- cool. Mm-hmm. So then we um learned from Lily that at the first party they're going to Everyone's going to get to meet Mary Beth. And Robin says, Mary Beth? A little jealous. little jealous. Since I'm like, a little oh, jealous. Who's Mary Beth? It turns out Mary Beth is a girl or a young woman that Ted works with who is always finding reasons to hug him. So he thinks that she's super into him. Um, and they're going to, you know, figure things out on New Year's Eve. And Barney's just not listening to any of this. He busts in and starts telling them all about his get psyched mix, 
you know, people always ask me how I'm so psyched. He sounds like a, an infomercial. And I love infomercials it. and QVC. So I loved uh, his same. pitch. Loved yeah, it. It was perfect. Um, so he's saying, you know, a lot of people think it should be rise and fall, but I think it should be all rise, baby. <laughs> and um, he takes out his mix CD. And I was like, oh, my God, remember mix CDs? Yeah. And you could give them a name and like. Yeah. Different ones and, like, for give different them moods. To people. Yeah. Heck yeah. So he puts it into the limo's uh, CD drive that's on like the ceiling of the limo. <laughs> and of course, first jam is you give love a bad name. Excellent choice. Yeah. Um, so they're about to take off at the first party. Everyone's feeling good. It seems like everyone's in the, in the right mood. And of course, driving us around for the evening will be Ranjit. Ranjit, yay. He's moved up in the world, driving a limo. Um, and Robin wants to know how everybody in the limo knows the limo driver. And Ted kind of blows her off. If you notice that, like, yeah, it's like, uh, it was, you know, we all rode in his cab one time, but we know that it was the night that he went back to kiss her mm-hmm. and they all were piled into the cab in the pilot. So she's curious and he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Then we find out that Robin isn't going with them, mm-hmm. that she is going to be picked up by Derek, her boyfriend, who I'm assuming is Derek. the pff, Derek, who I'm assuming is the hundred millionaire that we learned mm-hmm. about in the pineapple incident. Um, so they're dating now, and he's rich, handsome, and successful, and Ted hates him. So Robin gets out of the limo to wait for him, and Lim- uh, Lily is instantly bummed because this is her best buddy. Mm-hmm. But this is when Ted starts like, no, 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 we're not allowed to be bummed. We're not allowed to have any bad feelings in the limo. Mm-hmm. Like, it's time, to, it's time to get going. So Get psyched. Um, get psyched, listen to some Jonathan B. Jovi, and let's head off to party number one. What would be on your Get Psyched mix? Um, the majority of it would be Beyonce music, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, a couple jams by Heart as well. A lot of girl power jams, for yeah. sure. Oh, I love Maybe Heart. Maybe Spice Up Your Life. Uh, I was thinking, you know I mean? so my phone's been <clears> doing this strange thing. Like, I had Pandora on earlier today, and all of a sudden, my phone just starts playing, even though the app is closed. It's really weird. But... Um, some old school Britney Spears came on and I immediately was like, yes. Ooh. Yes. And I got psyched and it had me thinking like, what else would be on my get psyched mix? And I'd probably have some yeah. like late nineties, early two thousands pop and like all the one hit wonders, all the one hit wonders for sure. I was thinking Hell some yeah. RuPaul. <gasps> yes. Um, some, um, in sync from the no strings attached album, obviously, which I like wore out. Yeah, of course. Uh, it, we see on the screen two and a half hours till midnight. And that's something I really liked in this episode where they kind of show how much time is remaining um, yeah. between parties. And we see. Well, yeah, because New Year's Eve is all about the countdown, right? Absolutely. So they did that really well. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, so we see Marshall climbing into the limo and he's like, I can't believe we're leaving a party with pigs in a blanket. And if you think you've got that beat, you've got some brass ones. And <laughs> we have four more parties. What would you do? Would you stay at party number one or would you keep going? Um, if I was with Liz, we definitely would never have left the pigs in a blanket. Because <laughs> that's some Western shit. Like, <laughs> I remember I, when I was watching that this week, I was like, oh, my God. Marshall is Liz and Liz is Marshall. No wonder I love her so much. Right, right. She's the best. Um, yeah, I'd probably stay. I'm not I'm not much for like party hopping or bar hopping. If I find something good, that's what I want. Same. I'm yeah. the same way. Um, sure. Yeah. So, you know, Ted's like we got four more parties to go. And um, as everyone's kind of piling into the limo, we see this woman we don't know, Mary Beth. Um, Pretty green dress. Oh, I love the green dress. Right. Good color for her, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's played by Kathleen Rose Perkins. Um, she's been in a couple of things, or actually a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. Fresh Off the Boat, Skeleton Twins, Person of Interest. She was a coroner on NCIS, Gone Ooh. Girl. Like, just a ton of stuff. Like, a really thick resume and lots yeah. of different types of uh, of characters that she's played. So, cool. yeah, Lily kind of reintroduces herself to Mary Beth because she realizes that they never got a chance to meet. Um, and she hugs them hugs her and Marshall even though she doesn't really know each other and that was (laughs) one of the reasons why Ted invited this girl Mary Beth because he says she's always looking for reasons to touch me so 
she gives, or hug me hug specifically. Me, sorry, hug yeah. Me. So she gives Marshall a hug, and Marshall goes, "Oh my word!" And Lily goes, <laughs> "Oh, you're you're friendly." <laughs> That's like the running the joke. Running joke. Of the joke. Episode. Yes, exactly. Um, and that I'm just like, oh, this. That's that's interesting. Like, I'm not a hugger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I know yeah. you, I will hug you. Um, Same. But typically, uh, that's not my, like, go-to greet. Mm-hmm. Um, so we also find out that Barney has picked up a date, uh, Natalia, who is from who knows where is Stan and yeah. just some random girl. Sounds sounds Eastern European. Yeah. Um, and I love when Lily looks at Marshall and goes, oh, no. But she's got like a <laughs> smile on her face. Like she gets the guy. She's like, oh, no. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Another part I love is Mary Beth leans over and gives her a hug. And then Natalia goes, oh, friendly. Oh, friendly. Like you really don't like Mary Beth maybe is hugging Ted's friends because it's Ted's friends. But she really doesn't know Natalia because nobody yeah. knows Natalia. Yeah. Um, so that was a signal that Ted missed yeah. or, or took the wrong way. Misinterpreted. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Her real name is Natalie Denise Spurl, born in Minnesota. Ooh. So obviously a fake accent, if you couldn't tell. Right. <laughs> um, and she's been a bunch of, like, not a bunch of things, but a couple of things, none of which I recognize. So, um, yeah. but she's currently filming uh, something called Catharsis. So. Look for that, maybe, if you were impressed by her brief appearance here. I don't know. Break a leg, Natalie. Break a leg. Best of luck to you. So Marshall also asks Lily about her feet because he is a concerned fiancé. So cute. you know, Lily made the amateur mistake of wearing uncomfortable heels. Mm -hmm. And she wants to know if they can swing by the apartment because she really wants to just change out of the shoes. And Ted's like, you have a really tight schedule. Like, yeah, yeah, not happening. Um, you know, who knows where they are, but it's New Year's Eve. They have a tight schedule. They have four more parties to get to, and there's no way they can just swing by the apartment so Lily can change her shoes. Poor planning on her part, I right. guess. Um, and this is like everything's just falling. Like, this is like the you start seeing all the little, little cracks, cracks in the plan, right? Like, there's Natalia, who was unplanned for, and now Lily's in pain. Mary Beth is hugging everybody, apparently. So. Yeah. Um, it's already falling apart. And so Lily tells had that all right but my dogs are really barking and Barney says he can hear them and what's that what's that little boys you want to go for a rock and he plays <laughs> the get psyched mix and they get Ranjit party number two and so now the group is kind of psyching themselves up again for party number two how did Ted ever think this was gonna happen he's so idealistic oof and that's yeah that you definitely see that of him just like pushing to keep this dream alive when everything is pushing against him. Right. But that's, you know, that's a Ted Mosby signature move. So um, <laughs> before we move on to the next scene, Lily's shoes were fucking adorable. I, you know, what? I didn't even really look at them. They were like just these little like, they, were they velvet? They were like little velvet, like kind of turquoise tealy mm. shoes with like little um, like embellishments on them, like little mm. silvery jewels they were really cute i mean they were clearly very impractical yeah for party hopping well i i understand like you know going for a look oh sure so. sure but so goddamn fun. yeah <laughs> you get older and you're like oh we're in flats mm-hmm. come on now yeah uh so they get out of party number two wasn't great no, wasn't so a great good. party marshall still wants to go back for pigs and blankets bless his little heart can't blame him Solid snack. Ted doesn't Ted doesn't want to hear it at all. It's the plan or it's nothing. Right. So he's being very rigid about the plan, which is important very shortly. Yes. Because he's all about the schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mary Beth is still there, but no Natalia. Where'd and she uh, we don't know where she's gone. Barney wants to turn around and go get her. But Lily breaks it to him that no one really liked her. <laughs> And, you know, Barney starts this speech about how, how we should be welcoming to guests of this country. But then he makes it gross about um, you choose to turn your back on her and I choose to turn my front on her. So <laughs> it's never, never lasts long when Barney starts yeah. off with a, with a big rousing speech. Um, and then Ted apologizes to Mary Beth for Barney, but 
she doesn't really care about Barney. Like it's clear that she really is into him. Yeah, they're kind of like snuggling in a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. And she says she's glad that he asked her to go out. And just as Ted puts his arm around her, his phone rings. Of course. And it's Robin. And Derek has left her on the roadside. Apparently, he's uh, still in Connecticut closing a deal. Derek. <laughs> Derek. Um, and so, for Robin, for Robin, the plans can change. Of course. Can't can't swing by the apartment for Lily. Can't go back and get Natalia, as as Barney points out. But they can turn around and go get Robin. And Ted even says, but it was Robin. Right. Like, I'm on a date with another person. It's out of the way. It's off schedule. But it it's is Robin. Robin. And that's, that's an excuse or an explanation he uses a lot in this series. So he tells Ranji to turn around. And, of course, they do. And they go off and get Robin. And now it's an hour and 38 minutes to go to midnight and they've only done two parties. Like time mm-hmm. is ticking. They don't yeah, they have... like, Oh, it takes forever to get anywhere near oh. party number three. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so we've picked up Robin and, you know, she apologizes and, you know, she's so sorry. And, you know, she's really pissed that Derek is stuck in Connecticut. And she's like, who works on new year's Eve? And I love this part because Ranji clears his throat and yep. she goes now I feel worse as she should as she should mm-hmm. yeah, um, that was so a I really, good moment I like that part yeah they could have just like kind of glossed over it and mm-hmm. whatever and just been like yeah I know who works on New Year's Eve but I just love that little piece yeah. um, so you know Robin's pretty upset because she was really looking forward to the night and you know now she's kind of feeling sort of bummed and Barney starts to get psych mixed to psych <laughs> everybody up and everyone's like you know come on like not the time and Robin's like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to go home. Yeah. Barney hits the button again. Sorry, my finger Ugh. slipped. And Ted's like. So inappropriate. I yeah, love it. I know. I love that. And then Ted's like, you know, who cares? So what? You like, you need someone to kiss at midnight? Fine. I'll kiss you. And then <sighs> he realizes he's on a date. And he's like, a little after midnight. And then that's when Robin sees Mary Beth, who introduces herself. And then Mary Beth just goes in for that big hug and Robin's like wow you're friendly (laughs) yep love that oh god so Robin mentions that she's hungry and uh, asks if there are any food in the limo and Ted's like you know what I know what you need you need Gray's papaya and Barney rightfully points out that they couldn't go back to pick up an actual human being but they're going (laughs) to get hot dogs and then Marshall even more rightfully so rightfully so says yeah well we like hot dogs <laughs> yeah i thought marshall would be pissed that you know ted was making exceptions for hot dogs and not lily especially after he forced them to leave the pigs in a blanket right. but now he gets full-size hot dogs so, so. i guess yeah. it's okay yeah it's all right and you know ted's like you know it's only 20 minutes and lily perks up and she says that's exactly how much time i need so she decides she's going to there's a cab across the street which is amazing she decides she's going to go home change shoes and meet up at party number three mm-hmm. which is really an amateur move but so she starts to leave the limo you know uh marshall is you know they're going back and forth i'll come with you she's like no 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 i'll meet you at party three party number three so lily goes to leave and she says if i don't see you happy and marshall cuts her off don't say that We'll find each other. And so then they pinky promise we'll find each other. And it was just like, I loved yeah. it. And then she leaves and he goes, hell of a woman. And he's like, <laughs> looks off into the distance. Like, he's so good with those lines like that. Like the melodramatic yeah, stuff. I love yeah. It. Well, and it like sets up the Marshall and Lily saga, right? Because yeah. that sort of ratchets up the whole episode. And then there's, you know. An mm-hmm. awesome payoff at the end. So. Yes, yes. So, so the the group's piling back in with their hot dogs, and it's there's just like this really great feeling. You can feel like, all right, there were some cla- cracks in this like perfect evening, and things are mm-hmm. starting to fall apart. But we've got hot dogs, got food in our belly. We're in a limo, riding around together. Like how much fun! Yeah. And uh, Marshall sees somebody on the street, and he's like, "Is that Moby?" I think it's Moby. <laughs> and so future Ted explains to his kids. Um, but I love this kind of like break in the story where he's like, yeah. oh, by the way, there was a par- popular artist named Moby. Um, so they Yeah, because have- I mean, Moby's basically like irrelevant now. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Moby. Sorry, Moby. So imagine, you know, another 15 years from now. 
Yeah, no one's getting out. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so they roll down the window and start shouting, Moby, Moby. And he comes over. And but keep in mind that Ted and Robin climb over Mary Beth oh. to get to the window. Yes. Like I was the whole sh- the whole episode, like the second time through, I was watching like their configuration in the limo. Yeah. And like when Mary Beth kind of gets separated from Ted is here. Like Mary Beth is sitting next to Ted and then and then ro- there's Robin and then Ted and Robin climb over Mary Beth and shove her all the way to the other side of the limo. So then it's Mary Beth, Robin and then Ted. And they don't really sit next to each other again, like mm-hmm. for the rest of the episode. So the Moby, the Moby moment was big. You're right. Good job. Thanks. Um. So Moby comes over and they start talking to him and, uh, <clears throat> what are you doing? And they're like so starstruck and like <laughs> getting like super into like, what are you doing? Where are you going? It's like, uh, you know, just a party downtown. And like, oh, do you want to ride? And he's like, uh, <laughs> all right. And hops in the limo. Mary Beth gives him a hug. Wow, normal. you're friendly. Yeah, very normal. So they decide to go to the party together. However, Marshall steps in. It's like, hey, we're supposed to meet Lily at party number three. And uh, Marshall, Marshall says he's been trying to call her, but all the circuits are jammed. And I love that line. Like, when they talk about the circuits being jammed. And so Marshall's like, you know what? I'm going to meet you at party number three. Mm-hmm. You guys go. I can, you know... Good for Marshall, like knowing, remembering where his priorities are. Whereas Ted, like you said, mm-hmm. like Mary Beth's in the corner of that limo by herself, and Marshall's keeping his lady in the forefront of his mind. Well, yeah, I mean, he's basically said, "Fuck Natalia, mm-hmm. fuck Lily." Now, um, it's it to me, even the Moby thing. It seems like he's just trying to impress Robin. Yeah. Like, going over and talking to him through the window and hey, getting Moby. him in the limo. Yeah, and, like, now we're going to that party because I'm trying to give Robin, not me and not my other friends, I'm trying to give Robin the best night of her life. You selfish motherfucker. Right? Because he doesn't care about Mary Beth. Mm-hmm. He hasn't talked to her at all. Right. It's trash. It's trash. And we don't, you know, this is not really spoilery, I guess, but, like, we don't really ever find out that much about Mary Beth. No, no. Um, I also love that the whole time... Moby, in quotes, is in the limo. <laughs> Everyone is saying his name over and over again. Like, hey, Moby. Moby, Moby. Hey, Moby. So freaking good. <laughs> um, like, even as Marshall gets out of the cab, he's like, Moby's party. But Moby's party. Yeah. And Moby's just kind of looking around like, what the, who the hell is, what are they talking about? Right. So good. I love, yeah, I love that part. Um, and, Barney is like excited because Moby sees his mix and is like, this is pretty good. And says that, you know, most people believe that a great mix should rise and fall, but he believes it should be all rise. Just exactly what Barney had said. said. And it gets psych mix. And Barney's like, you know, this is my pride and joy. I never leave home without it. And uh, not Moby, because, is that a spoiler? Oh no! These the people listening to this have seen the episode. And if you look at him, he's not Moby. He's, he's a literally white guy not Moby. Who's bald with glasses? He is not yeah. Moby. Yeah. So not Moby says, you know, that's exactly how I feel about Janice. And he pulls out this gun and starts waving it around in the limo. And one other little part I loved. So Barney's holding the get psyched mix in his lap, and when Moby reaches for it. Barney does like this hand wave, like oh, it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so good. He's oh. he's so good. He is. He's so inside the character because that's like he exactly really what you would do if 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 oh, this famous like, DJ had grabbed your CD. Like oh, this is it's just it's, something I'm messing around with. It's, it's no it's big really deal. Nothing. Yeah. Oh my god. It was just so good to see Barney like humbled for a second. Yeah. Not Moby is played by J.P. Manu or Jean Paul. Uh, he is from Fresno, California. He's been in a ton of stuff, getting yeah. really steady work since 1988. Um, he played C- Congressman Clark in Veep, which is one of my all-time favorite shows. Really, really funny. Um, and actually, I looked up his like bio on IMDb, and it's actually like really well-written and entertaining to read. Mm. Um, and one of my favorite things at the bottom, it said that JP has appeared as a contestant on several game shows, including Teen Week of Wheel of Fortune in 1983, Whoa. Family Feud 1976, and Jeopardy 1984. Although, maybe those are the years the show started. I'm not sure. But he was on a couple of different game shows. He also cool. appeared 
in the Fruit of a Loom commercials um, as the Green Grapes. Oh, wow. And Didn't know that. This is not the only time he has played Moby. He was also on Community and played Mo- playing somebody who looked like Moby. What? Yeah. I thought that, that was really is funny. so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think his uh, he was slightly typecast for this role. Besides looking like Moby, but he's also a little like not Moby because I was on his Wikipedia and he ran into some legal troubles. Oh. A couple staying at his house um, pressed charges against him for voyeurism <gasps> because they oh. found a camera in their bedroom. Oh, that's creepy. In his house, yeah. So that charge got dropped and then eventually like it settled for some other charge, but... Yeah, I thought that was pretty creepy and interesting. That's really creepy and interesting. He was also in a movie with uh, Zach Morris. (gasps) Really? Yeah, in 2001. It's called Beer Money. And the premise is three guys find a space alien in the woods and attempt to sell it to a tabloid TV show with disastrous results. I kind of want to watch that. I kind of want to watch it, too. It looks so bad. We cut back from the commercial and not Moby is just waving his gun around, telling the story about how basically he fucked up someone's motorcycle and then acted like he didn't. <laughs> and so every time he, he waves it around, everyone sort of ducks out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still has Barney's mix in his hand as well, yeah. which is important to note. And then, was it Ted that says, you're not Moby, he are said, yeah, you? Yeah, Ted finds like, you're... And he's, he has no idea who Moby is. Yeah, he's like, who? He's like, And Robin's like, the recording artist, Moby. He's like, uh, no. Why would you think that? I thought, and then he's like, well, why'd you say, yeah, when we said Moby? And he said, I thought you said Tony. And they're like, oh, so your name's Tony. And he's like, like no. no. It's so good. It's so weird. Oh, my it's God. It's so weird. So they finally pull up outside the the party. And not Moby invites them upstairs and says, it's going to get nuts in there. There's a dude that owes me money. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, we're good. Later, not Moby. See you later. And I love how he pops back in and like points his gun. Yeah. He's like, be safe. So I mean, not a bad guy. Just No, you know, he's just a little unhinged. A little unhinged. It's fine. And I love, um, Ted makes this comment about seeing a bald hipster. And I was like, hipster? Like, that's such a current word. I know. And I am trying to remember, like, when did I first really start hearing the word hipster? Moby might have been, like, the first hipster. Yeah. Like, he might have been the first person, like, on the main the main stage that was called hipster. Yeah. I do kind of remember those two things happening around the same time. So, Marshall's phone goes off in the limo. He's not there to answer it. Uh, Wiki says that this is the same ringtone as in The Sweet Taste of Liberty when he's, like, singing songs about being a lawyer had better yeah. be awesome. I don't think that's true. It- I it doesn't didn't, sound like it. No, I don't. Not enough for me to definitively say. Agreed. Um, so Barney answers pretending to be Marshall, um, but she finds him out pretty quickly because obviously he makes it gross. Yeah. And so she is at a party. She's got a little New Year's Eve hat on. Looking adorable. And looking adorable. And she asks where Marshall is and Barney tells her he's out looking for you. So she's looking around the party expecting to see him, but instead... She sees Moby, and she's so excited that Moby's at this party. And Ted grabs the phone and tells her, that's not Moby, get out of there. And she's so convinced that it's him, but then she sees the gun and takes off out of there. Um, And it turns out not Moby's party was party number four. Yeah. So Lily's at the wrong party. Yeah, Lily's at the wrong party. So, of course, Marshall isn't there, which means Marshall's at another party in the city looking for her. And I have so much anxiety watching this because Marshall doesn't have his phone. I know. Lily gets in the cab just in time for them to head off to party number three, where Marshall's supposed to be, and Barney's ready to get everybody recyced. And he hits the button, and nothing happens. His CD is gone. Not Moby has stolen his Get Psyched mix. That motherfucker. And, you know, everyone's like, whatever, whatever, it's fine. Let's get to party number three. And then the limo blows a tire. When I was watching that the first time, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, did Moby shoot somebody? I don't remember not Moby shooting somebody. Like, I thought (laughs) it was a gun. 
Well, I mean, they usually say if you're going to put a gun in the, in the show, you got to let it have it go off. So. Oh, really? Well, it's like a it's like um a thing. A literary thing. If you put a gun in the drawer in the first act, it needs to go off in the third. Oh. You're so wise. Oh, uh-huh, thanks. So they might have done that as like a little like a little thing where you expect it to be a gun, right? Cuz it's yeah. right outside of Moby's party. I was like, "Oh." And I was like, "Wait. Yeah. He doesn't shoot anybody." Right, right. Yeah, so or like shooting in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Could have been. Could have been shooting up the place. So now it's 28 minutes to midnight. Oof. 28 minutes. And they've been to two parties. Yeah. And they have a flat tire. And so Ted gets out, asks Ranji, like, can I do anything? Can I help you? And Ranji says, I am pissed and I don't want you to see me pissed. And it was it's just so sweet. Right? He's it such was, a professional. I love him so much. So Barney makes a comment about how the circuits are all jammed because Lily can't get in touch with Marshall because everyone around the world is calling their <laughs> loved ones <laughs> except Barney. And they all kind of snicker. And he's like, yeah, laugh for the sad, sad clown. And can I not have a pensive night? And Robin's like, no, no, not in the limo, not tonight. You know, and uh, Ted went through a lot of trouble to make this mm-hmm. a really awesome night. And she's just trying to, like, kind of get the gang psyched. So she starts singing the Jonathan B. Jovi song, acapella. And Ted yeah. joins in and they're like. And she, like, she, like, pulls him over from where he's sitting away from her. Yeah. And again, she's next to Mary Beth. Mary Beth's so in the corner of the In limo. the corner. In the corner. So she pulls Ted over on the other side of her, squishing Mary Beth further away from him yeah it was just Ugh. it was really yeah tough but like and no one around them is happy they're no. like singing the two of them are singing and everyone's like Mur. like oh stop it's just yeah obnoxious mary beth decides she's gonna get some air and she sticks her head out the uh sunroof or moon or mm-hmm. whatever it is and i'm like oh poor mary beth mary beth like we all kind of like forgot about her and right so she tells Ted that she's going to leave and she's going to go to her roommate's party that's not too far from her, uh, from here. Mm-hmm. And she asks, how long have you been in love with Robin? And he's like, what? Like, no, I'm like, no, no, no. And she's like, no, it's okay. I'm fine. Like, she's clearly into you too. And Ted's like, what? Mm-hmm. Really? Like, you think so? Oh, he doesn't even try to hide it. No, and it's just, uh, it's just made me yeah. feel even worse for Mary Beth. Yeah, but and uh, but she's like she's, she's over like, it. Yeah, and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna go to my friend's party and and be done with it. Yeah. Um, but I just like that's just an awkward position to be in. I know. You know. I know. Yep. For sure. And uh, so Mary Beth pieces out. Of course, gives Ted a hug before she yep. goes. Um, so remembers her manners. She leaves and then she comes back to give him a hug. Yeah. <laughs> so um, cute. Yeah, and I feel like Lily like. You know, after Mary Beth leaves, I feel like Lily was more upset that Mary Beth was gone than Ted was because Ted really liked it. She's like, oh, Mary Beth. And, yeah. um, you know, it starts getting weird in the limo. And Lily's <laughs> like, I'm I'm going to call Marshall. But remember, Marshall doesn't have his phone. So. Well, the reason it gets weird is Barney's fucking Oh, lying. right. <laughs> Sorry. First time I rode in the limo I was on my way to my grandfather's funeral. Thank you. I, s- I suppose in a way I still am. It's like, Jesus, Barney. Okay. Is this a one is this like a one man show on like off Broadway? Yeah. Tone it down. Love it. So, so yeah, so then Lily so, goes to car- call Marshall. So she sticks her head out uh the moonroof and she starts screaming, Marshall. And she screamed, Marshall, Marshall. So then we go back into the limo and uh Robin kind of makes this comment about well, you know, at least we both have someone to kiss at midnight. You know, I didn't mm. forget. Did you mm-hmm. forget? And Ted's like, no. <sighs> These two. Gosh. And then, of course, Robin's phone rings. So Ted's like, I'll give you some privacy. And mm-hmm. she sticks her, he joins Lily out of the, the moonroof. <laughs> and uh, so she could talk, so Robin can talk to Derek. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Barney eventually joins them too. And, you know, Ted is just trying so hard to make New Year's Eve like this magical evening. And Barney's like, just stop. Stop. This is the single biggest letdown like of the year every single year. Stop trying to chase down this magical New Year's Eve because it doesn't exist. Metaphor. Yes. 
metaphor. Just, yeah. you know, give up. Yeah. Um, and also on the way up, Bar- when you see Barney, like, coming up through the sunroof, he definitely lingers on Lily's boobs. And she, like, <laughs> slaps him in the face. So I thought that was a really good moment. And I guarantee that that was improv. So, you know, Lily is still screaming. And eventually we hear, Lily! Oh. I was like, oh, my God! It we, gets me every time. And me, too. And so they start calling to each other back and forth, Marshall, Lily, Marshall, Lily. And we see Marshall emerging from this big, huge cloud of smoke. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Lily. Just victorious. Yes. He, he found her, just yeah. like they pinky promised. And I love that because it's it comes right on the heels of Barney saying the perfect thing doesn't exist. Right. And then Marshall and Lily find each other. And it's like, oh. yes, it fucking does. It's Marshall Fuck and you. Lily. Yes. Here we are. Ted, anything you're looking for right now falls short of this magic. We found each well other. Said. Well we said. found each other on New Year's Eve in Manhattan. Right. When with Lily no was at the wrong phones. party with no cell phones. Amazing. Nothing short of a miracle. Nothing yeah. short of a miracle. So and Bon Jovi swells up as yes, he runs out. As like he's running. Rocky. Like, oh, it was so good. So um good. so Marshall went to party number three and then walks to party number four. And then went to party number five, which he said was awesome. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you can feel, like, the night starting to turn around. And turns out Natalia is just sleeping in the front seat the whole time. But Renji didn't want to wake her up. Because she was so peaceful. Yeah. And at party number four, a.k.a. not Moby's party, Marshall got his shirt signed by Moby. Oh, yeah. And, and he takes off his jacket and says, Eric. Eric. <laughs> across the back. And the best part, in my opinion, he also got Barney's Get Psyched mix back because Hell fuck yeah. not Moby. Marshall totally saved the day. He really did. He really, and he really did. And everything, yeah, every, so everything comes together and you think it's going to be like this perfect sitcom ending, right? Where like everything's gone wrong, but now, now it's coming together. Back on track. We're cooking with gas. We're going to get to this party because Ranji can get us there in six minutes. Mm-hmm. And then... New Year's Eve in it's Manhattan. It's New Year's Eve in, in New York, right. And it's three minutes to midnight, and we see them sitting in bumper-to-bumper bumper mm-hmm. traffic. And everybody's panicking, screaming for the taxis to move. And all of a sudden, you hear the pop of a champagne bottle, and Ted suddenly has come to his senses and realizes that this is what matters. The people in this limo are what matter. So let's just chill out, have some champagne, and count down to the New Year's here, because right. this is where we are. Um, and he says, well, the voiceover says that, you know, he'd been trying to chase something down that was right there in that limo. Mm-hmm. And I wish he wasn't talking about Robin. Yeah. I mean, I think to some degree he was talking about his friends, but really, like, the way that they end that, they're looking at each other. Yeah. And, of course, as soon as they get close, fucking Derek. Yep, we get a knock at the window, and it's a Derek because he cut the meeting short because he wanted to see Robin. And magically found them somehow. Somehow as well. Like, unless she was texting him, or I don't know. Like, how did he find her? I mean, he calls He calls a little bit earlier when Lily is, like, shouting for Marshall. So yeah. maybe he was, like, in the city already. Like, he is, like, was coming to surprise her, and he kind He's like, of... like, where are you? She's, like, sitting in traffic or something. <clears throat> yeah. Like, on... Um, 58th street or whatever it was um yeah so now it's ted getting squeezed out instead of mary beth ha and uh he steps out of the limo to let them have their moment uh and also i want to mention Derek is played by james tupper who Mm. most recently played nathan carlson on big little lies he's also been on revenge (gasps) he was a dad on revenge i remember that he has also played two doctors on Grey's anatomy and in mercy um, and also, most notably, played an FBI agent in Corky Romano and a cop in Joe Dirt. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. Joe Everyone Dirt knows those. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Um, yeah. So, like you said, Ted's now outside of the limo. And, like, my heart, like, kind of broke for him. Like, I did. Yeah. Like, he shuts the door. And because everyone in the limo is a couple because Natalia's there now. And right. Marshall right. and Lily are together. And everyone's Robin. celebrating, like, the whole city. Like, you can hear the whole silly. The countdown, and I just, I did feel for Ted, and... Of course. But... He's a knucklehead, but he's a lovable knucklehead. He is. I mean, yeah. I we watched the show for right. nine seasons. Right, right. Um, 
you know, and, and teacher Ted says, I bet you want to feel bad. And I was like, yes, teacher Ted, I do. He's like, but mm-hmm. don't, because not every night has a perfect ending, but it was all leading somewhere because suddenly it was 2006 and 2006 was a big one. I love when the, when the narration does that. Yeah. Like when it kind of zooms out and you can see that there's something bigger happening. Right. It yeah. always gets me. It's, me it too. all leading somewhere. Because that, that happens a few times throughout the series. And it's, mm-hmm. it kind of like reminds you that like this, is a, this show is about Ted's journey. And yeah. it's just kind of like, you know, shitty things happen, great things happen. But all of these things lead him to a certain yeah. point. It's all the pieces of the puzzle. This is yeah. just a piece. This is one little, one little nugget yeah. of the and story. I, th- I think, you know, both you and I have experienced some some shit in our lives. Mm-hmm. But we're both in a really good place now. Yeah. And and we couldn't see it at the time. No. No. Not for a million bucks. It was a dark time. Yeah. Yeah, and, for sure. And everything, you know, it I think we had to go through those experiences to become the people we are today to be ready for the good. The good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So it's okay to watch Ted suffer a little bit. It's okay. Ted's walking away from the limo and Robin gets out and chases him down and says, I thought we had a deal. And she said, you know, Derek kept me waiting. I can keep him waiting. I'm kissing you at midnight. And I don't understand how her boyfriend is okay with this. Uh, nope. Maybe she was like, just like, let me go check on Ted. Maybe. Right. But, but still. she knew what she was doing. So this is, this is a big moment. This is a big moment in the show. It's like yeah. the first time that Robin has initiated a kiss so we kind of she understand. She went after Ted. She went after him, right? So, like, things have sort of changed. She lied to her boyfriend to some degree. Mm-hmm. Like, they've kind of been on a date all night to some to some level. Yeah. Um, so they kiss, and it's clearly magical. Um, also on the wiki, that is wrong. That is not La Vie on Rose playing in the background. <laughs> this song becomes important at another point. That is not the fucking song. It's my favorite song. That's not it. So if you read that anywhere, it's not true. Lies. Just, I've been dying to say that since we started doing this podcast. <laughs> I'm glad <sighs> you had your moment. Yes, thank you. I've got that off but my chest. you know what? Lovey and Rose is a great song. Beautiful song. But Beautiful song. internet, you're wrong. Yeah, internet, you're wrong. Um, it will have its moment later, but this is not it. There's no like weird Illuminati connection between <laughs> this moment and the other one. So calm down. Um, so then... Robin heads back to the limo and we see Ted walk off. But you can, if you watch in the background, Robin is kind of watching him the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't just get back in the limo. She kind of lingers on him. And then Ted just walks away from the limo he paid for and all of his friends, which is kind of weird. It, it is weird. To be honest. So yeah, that's, that's the 2005-2006 New Year's with the gang. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? I, um, enjoy this episode. Like the first time I watched, I was like, oh, this, this isn't like my favorite episode. Right. But it has some, I think some really great moments in it yeah. that make it better. I just, the whole like Ted Robin back and forth thing, it was just like hard for me. I know. Yeah. It's tough for sure. I mean, it's, it's another one of the concept episodes where we're kind of stuck in a situation and everything's sort of set around that. So there was a lot of like physical humor relating to the, mm-hmm. the small scene which was kind of cool um and that was probably pretty fun to do and then also they do the the thing that they love which is like playing with the story and time right like who knows it's moby who knows it's not moby <laughs> and you know because you know marshall and marshall. Moby both find out at different times right they all find out at different times about moby right. and so that's like a running gag throughout it um it was great to see ranjit again oh, and love him. and this is you know this is a this the story took a big step mm-hmm. with the with the Robin and Ted kiss because it wasn't that first kiss uh, where they were kind of trying to figure out if they could do this. This was like it seems like Robin is warming to the idea right. of being with Ted because he just spent all night making sure she had a great New Year's Eve. They went to Grace Papaya for her twenty minute detour. Hey man, if someone takes me to Grace Papaya, they're in. Well, so uh, Kate and I were talking. I was like, we should go to New York City and do like a whole like him yum thing. Like we can go to the bar. We can go to Grace Papaya. They have something called the Recession Special for three fifty, which is two hot dogs and a drink. Ooh, I want it. 
Yeah, that's it. I was. And oh, yeah. There... We could think of a bunch of things to do. Oh, for sure. We have to see Maury Povich. <laughs> <laughs> that's yes. a joke for later. So, yeah, like we just and also we get a little more information about Robin. So this really pushes it forward. Like we know Ted's in love with her, but Mary Beth has noticed like this random outside person has noticed that Robin has feelings for Ted, too. Right. So it's kind of. This probably reinvigorated Ted to go after Robin because, I mean, if, if an outside observer saw this, then, right. then maybe it's not like a completely hopeless case. Right. So before we get into our legendary moments, we have one for this episode from one <gasps> of our fans. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yay! So exciting. I know. So this one came in by email, and you can email us at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com with your legendary moment. And this is from our number one homie, Miranda. Miranda. Yay, Miranda. So Miranda says, hey, ladies, it took me a second to remember this one. After I started watching it, I remembered why I didn't like it. Ooh, I've never really been a fan of the Ted and Robin go around in season one. Same as Caitlin just said. Miranda, we should hang out. Just kidding, Kate. You're my number one friend. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Uh, She said, my legendary moment has Lily in it, of all people. Miranda is not a huge Lily fan. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. It takes all kinds in the the community. I love Lily enough for both of us, Miranda. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) So she said, this moment has Lily in it, of all people. And it's Lily screaming Marshall at the top of her lungs out of the limo and Marshall running up yelling her name. So, I mean, that's an excellent, an excellent moment. It's my moment, too. That's yours? Honestly. Yeah, it is mine. I, I had mean, a lot. Yeah. Like, I loved the um, the whole, like, ooh, you're friendly line. But when Marshall and Lily are, like, calling to each other, I just, like, I, I loved know. it. That is, like, it's the It's, like, the impossible moment. thing. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and they find each other. Like, they pinky promise. He's like, mm-hmm. don't say that. We'll find each other. We'll find each other. So and sweet. And they do. And they do, because they're meant to be. Of course. Well, now I feel like I should pick another one because no, we need a third. I mean, yes, I agree. That is the legendary moment. But the other moment that this is the runner up is when it's just like dead in the limo and Barney keeps trying to play <laughs> the get psyched mix. Yes. And that's just like such an inappropriate thing mm-hmm. for him to do. And it was just very classic Barney. And I, I feel like um, I feel like my wife would really like that because she loves when Barney does inappropriate things at inappropriate times. So. I feel like that's something like I would do though too. Like I could see myself like I like to fix things, right? So mm-hmm. if everyone's really sad, like let me do this right now, and that will yeah. make you laugh, and it will be okay. Yeah, you'll feel psyched. Let me play Oof. this, you know. Oh, Barney! I also love the whole Moby thing too. Oh, so good. There, I mean, there's a lot of great moments for sure. Yeah. And, not and Moby like, did an excellent job. Yeah, and like Miranda said, like this was not like one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there were some shining moments for sure yeah. that maybe like, oh, yeah. oh, all right. I didn't yeah. hate it. Like I hated Purple Giraffe, which people didn't get to hear, which Ugh. is a really good thing because. Yeah, I, that was right. I felt upset the next <laughs> know, day know, after we recorded. I was like, oh, I feel bad about the things I said about these fake people. We needed some Midwestern po- positivity on that one. So. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, thanks Listen, so much a for great coming job. in for that. Um, so we'll see you next week for the wedding. Very Woo! exciting. Uh, can't wait for this one. And especially, drum roll, please. Big stuff's happening and Caitlin and I are going to fight. Spoiler alert. <laughs> fight is here. The red wedding of this podcast is here, friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we won't talk about it yet. No, we're not going to talk about it yet. We have time for that. So, yeah. So, you know, if you have a legendary moment from the wedding, please, you can uh, find us on Twitter or Facebook at Hey Beautiful Pod. You can email us at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, thanks again to Jeremy, Sam, and Miranda for sending us legendary moments and fan mail. You guys are awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Keep it coming. We love yeah. it. It feels because I feel like a lot, like Kate and I do this for ourselves, obviously, right. but like the fact that um, you know, other people are enjoying it is so weird and like awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but you know what? Just thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in every Mm -hmm. week. Or maybe if you've just found us, thank you. Um, We post new recaps every Thursday uh, or mostly every Thursday. It's what Mm -hmm. 
I fuck things up that we can't, but <laughs> we do try really hard to post every Thursday. Um, yeah. So be sure to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud so you don't miss any of them. Yeah. And we hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All. 